Good morning and Merry Christmas. We're so glad you've chosen to worship with us on this, the last Sunday of 2020. I seriously doubt too many of us are sad to see 2020 go. But I wonder, are we ready for 2021? That's what I want us to talk about this morning. And to guide our thinking, we're going to be looking at a passage from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let's pray together. Father, as this year comes to a close and a new one opens up before us, we want our lives to be built and centered upon you. As we look now into your word, we pray that your Holy Spirit would come to be our teacher and guide us into all truth, that we might be your people. And we offer our prayer in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Of all the stories surrounding the birth of Jesus, the story of the three wise men is perhaps the most mysterious because there are so many things about them that we just can't know for sure. They're mentioned only in the Gospel of Matthew with just the barest of details. We don't know who they were, their true occupation, or even where they came from. Now, many ideas and theories have been suggested over the last 2,000 years, but few, if any, can really be verified. Nevertheless, the Holy Spirit saw fit to include them in the Christmas story. And so we look this morning to see what wisdom the wise men can impart to us. Now, what we know for sure is that the wise men came from the east and they were known as magi. They came to Israel to worship the newborn king of the Jews. And we're told that their arrival in Jerusalem was very upsetting to King Herod and all Jerusalem with him. Herod was the epitome of evil. He was an unpredictable, ruthless despot installed as a puppet king by Rome. 
and he was absolutely paranoid that someone was going to take his throne. In fact, he was so paranoid, he even had some of his own sons killed for fear that they would betray him. So, when he got upset about something, everybody got upset. Nobody knew who might become the target of his wrath and suspicion. Well, being the crafty and wicked soul that he was, when Herod heard about the Magi, he innocently asked them to report back so that he too could go and worship the child. In fact, his plan all along was to murder the child. And if you read on, you will see that he had all infant boys, two years and younger, slaughtered. After worshiping the Christ child, the Magi are warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And the scriptures tell us they went home by another route. It's this phrase that I want us to focus on this morning because in these three words, there's a powerful lesson as we move into the new year. Like the Magi, once again, we have celebrated the birth of the King of the Jews. We've celebrated not only his coming into the world, but if we are Christian, we've also celebrated his coming into our hearts. Now, though, the Christmas season is drawing to a close, and soon our lives will be going back to normal, whatever that is these days. We've made our journey to Bethlehem, but now it's time to go home, the place of routine and everyday life. However, like the Magi, we have a choice as to which route we'll take. And the reason we have a choice is because we're confronted with the same decision they were faced with. Will we report back to Herod or will we go home by another route? You see, King Herod, in addition to being a historical person, is also a symbol. He is a symbol of the spiritual power that is opposed to Christ being our king. In fact, not only is he opposed to Christ being our king, he's also symbolic of the spiritual power that tries to kill the Christ who wants to live and reign in our hearts. Just like the historical Herod, the power he symbolizes is relentless, utterly ruthless, and will try to kill the Christ in us by whatever means necessary. And so as this new year stretches out before us, we have to choose. Will we permit Christ and his influence in our lives to be snuffed out, or will we choose to go home by another route? Understand this, none of us are exempt from the choice. It's a daily decision, and not one of us can claim neutrality. No one can claim to have resolved the issue once and for all. The evil that King Herod represents never gives up, and so we can never give up deciding which route we're going to take. We are either growing in our relationship with Christ, or His influence in our lives is waning. I want to challenge you to decide in a proactive and meaningful way that 2021 will be a year of walking our Christian journey by another route. Now, for some of us, that means stopping certain behaviors that are making no positive contribution whatsoever to our lives. In fact, they're doing just the opposite. And if this is true, you don't have to sit 
and ponder what those things might be. In fact, as soon as I mentioned it, you knew exactly what it was. For some time, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to your heart, convicting you, making it clear that change is necessary. And in your quieter moments, when there are few distractions, He speaks, and His voice is unmistakable. Driving down the road, lying in bed on a sleepless night, sitting in a waiting room, He knows precisely when to speak to make the greatest impact. But here's the thing. You must act on what He says. He can't do it for you. And the longer you refuse Him, the more difficult it becomes to hear His voice. The book of Hebrews says, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Don't let it go another day. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a secret. Maybe everybody knows. But if you haven't dealt with it, what are you going to do? Today is the day to go by a different route. Admit you can't deal with it on your own and get help. Maybe it's an inappropriate relationship. You've been rationalizing and justifying all you can, but in the end, it always adds up to the same thing. It's wrong. Stop the relationship today. Begin to walk in a different direction. Open your heart to the Spirit's leading. Maybe it isn't a so-called big sin. Maybe you're just watching too much television, shopping too much, working too much, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Whatever it is, decide today that with the Spirit's help, you're going to stop. Confess it. Get an accountability partner. Do whatever you must, but don't let Herod kill the Christ in you. Walk into this new year by a different route. Now, on the other side of the coin, some of us need to start doing something. Truth be told, some of you could have your entire Christian experience summed up in one word, bench warmer. Oh, you've, you've prayed the prayer and Jesus is in your heart. Maybe you've even been baptized, but that's as far as it went. Maybe one of the reasons you like FaithBridge is because there's so many motivated people around here that you don't have to do anything. You can just do church a few Sundays a month, take whatever is being offered, and then slip right out unscathed and unnoticed. Well, if that's you, God has a message. It's time to get off the bench and get in the game. You see, it's not enough to stop doing the wrong things. God has the expectation that we will start doing the right thing. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Faith without deeds is dead, says James. God has every expectation that you will demonstrate the reality of your faith as you serve in the kingdom. Serving is not optional. It is the evidence that you really do have faith. In fact, if you claim to have faith but are doing nothing to serve, then one can legitimately question your faith. As the vaccine for COVID is administered more and more widely, things will begin to get back to normal. And as that happens, there are all kinds of opportunities to serve God at Faith Bridge, both inside and outside the walls. The first step is to decide which route you're going to take in 2021. You know, as Jesus grew into a man and undertook his calling to be our Savior, 
it's important to understand he didn't just avoid doing the wrong things. He also proactively chose to do the right things. He chose to serve you and me by giving his life for us, by paying the price we could never pay and opening the door to eternal life. On the last night of his earthly life, he wanted his disciples to understand the importance of what he was about to do for them. And so they gathered for a meal. And during that meal, Jesus took a loaf of bread and he held it before them and he broke it. And he said to them, this is my body, which is broken for you. Symbolizing the fact that Christ's body would be broken on the cross, paying the price we could not pay. And then after the meal, he took the cup and he held it up before them. And he said to them, this represents my blood, which is going to be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus set the example for us, not only by refusing to do the wrong thing, but by choosing to do the right thing and by serving you and me, thereby opening the door to eternal life. Father, how thankful we are that in your great plan, you would choose to come to earth in the person of your son, Jesus Christ, live a sinless life, and then die for us on a rugged and painful cross. And then three days later, rise from the dead, defeating death forever and securing for us a place in eternal life. We will forever sing your praises and be grateful for this wonderful gift. And as we prepare ourselves to move into a new year, we ask, oh God, that you would help us to choose the right route. Give us strength to avoid sin, to stay from, away from it, to run from it. And give us strength to run toward serving you, serving others, living righteously, and expressing that righteousness as we choose to serve. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives, for this day, and for all the things that you have taught us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.